hey, if you give, you're going to get more. That's not what it's saying there. But what it's saying is, if your heart is generous, you will grow in your generosity. It doesn't say your resources will grow. It says your heart will grow in generosity. But a lot of folks can twist that and say, man, you better give more so that you can get more. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Look, the scripture says your generosity will grow. When? When you are generous. Now, what does that look like in the context of the church, right? The church wanting to be and desiring to be generous. Well, again, if we don't have generous folks in the pews, it's really hard for them, the body that is made of those folks in the pews, to be generous, to be able to give, right? And so... Yes, I want you to be thinking about the give, big give in the next couple of weeks, but I also want you to be thinking about beyond that. Like, how can your generosity move from not just this one day, but into your whole life and every part of your life and every single one of those resources that we were talking about a little bit ago? All right. So here's what I want to do for us this morning. Look us through a tool that we use occasionally in discipleship to kind of evaluate, okay, this is where I am, and this is perhaps where God wants me to be, all right? It's called the generosity ladder, all right? And this one just left up here because we were changing the light bulb, all right? So this, there's an illustration here, okay? And so the first place that we're going to start is right here on the ground. I put it on the second step so you could see it, okay? But here's the first part, not yet giving, right? A person who is not yet giving. Now, we talked about all those resources, but in this context right here, we're going to talk about giving to the church, giving back a little bit of what the Lord has given you, okay? And so this first place that we could be is that we're not yet giving. Now, there's a couple reasons that a person might not yet be giving. They might be new to the church, right? Understanding and figuring out, hey, is this the place that I want to plug in? Is this the place that I want to be? And that's perfectly fine. Or a person may be new in their relationship with Jesus, and they've never stepped into giving or being generous with their resources. Cool. Guess what? We're learning about it today, right? And so you have an opportunity to grow in that. Or maybe, or maybe, just maybe, you've had a bad experience with another church. Like you gave towards that church, and the leaders of that church didn't steward those resources well, right? They just did whatever with it. And you're like, you know what? The next church I go to, I'm not necessarily going to give, but I'll go and be a part. Man, it's understandable, right? That your heart has been broken or hurt in that. But here's the other thing. We say not yet because we believe that God wants to break through in your life and allow you to understand that he desires for you to be generous. He desires for you to be a generous person. But I also want to clarify this. When we're here, this becomes a consumer mentality. What I mean by that is this, is that you come, you take, and then you go, right? But here's the other part. I believe you're missing out on the mission and the vision of what God wants to do and the story that he's writing here. But when you're giving and when you're generous, it gives you an opportunity to be a part of that. To say, I believe in that, right? And I believe in what God wants to do. Now, here's the next step, all right? The next step is that maybe perhaps we become a first-time giver. 
Now, here's the thing about a first-time giver. You can only be a first-time giver one time, right? You can't be a first-time giver every other week. No, you're a first-time giver one time. So what's happened when you're a first-time giver? Well, you've taken a step, and you've taken a step from no longer giving to now, I am going to give. I'm going to do this thing. But here's the other part, is you're now saying, I want to be a part of what God is doing here, right? And what do we talk about? It's established within our heart and talking to the Lord and hearing, okay, this is how much I desire for you to give. Well, guess what? You're now stepping into that and being obedient to what he's asking you to do, right? And this can be a first-time gift that you rally up in the car, right? Like you're pulling change together and you have become now a first-time giver. But again, you can only be a first-time giver once. So what's the next step for a person to take? Well, perhaps they become a consistent giver. And I'll be honest with you, this is the majority of our folks at New City Church. They are consistent givers. In other words, they give when they can, or they give with what they've got. Now, here's a couple things that happen in that. The first one is this. We come in on a Sunday morning, we pull out our wallet, and we go, okay, I got five bucks, that's what I'll give right? Or I've got 10 bucks or I've got 20 bucks. But I don't know about you, but I rarely carry cash. In fact, I had to step out of line the other day at a restaurant because they had a big sign that said cash only. I'm like, well, I'm out, right? And so when we're in this place of going, hey, this is what I have and this is what I'll give, we find ourselves often that the weeks might add up where we're actually not being able to give. But again, there's now at least you're giving, right? You are saying, okay, I am a part of this. I'm a part of New City and what is happening here. But what did we read a minute ago? That the Lord desires our first fruits, right? That he wants to be first. So what does that mean? Well, in our consistency, it might mean that we give on the first Sunday of the month or we give... Uh, on the 15th of the month, but we find some consistency in that, and we give before we give our money to Amazon, Pizza Hut, or Walmart. We're giving it to the Lord beforehand. But again, the consistent giver is now contributing to the efforts and the mission and vision of New City Church. Now, I've moved from consistency to perhaps I say, you know what? I am going to establish that day, either the first day of the month or the 15th or even the end of the month or whatever. I'm going to establish this day that I will give a certain percentage of my income to the church. Now, here's the thing. Again, I talked about church hurt, right? You might be in a place that you're like, there ain't another day I'm giving to a church. Okay, then give somewhere, right? Like if you've been hurt so bad by the church that you can't trust leadership with that, then give somewhere. Why? Because the Lord calls us to be generous. He calls us to be givers. Now, if we're giving there from a percentage, we're saying, okay, I'm going to take a certain percent of my income to then give back to the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means this, that I'm thinking about it before I land in the seat on a Sunday morning, right? And when somebody mentions the offering, I'm not frantically pulling out my wallet, but I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to take part in this, and I'm going to take part in it by giving this certain percentage. In that, you're saying, I'm all in. 
Like, I'm all into New City and what God wants to do here, right? And we've now taken a step to move forward. Now, let me paint a broader picture for you for just a moment, okay? We've kind of painted a picture for you in our ministry plan, but I want to give you some specifics that are coming out of that, that in giving towards this, you're going to ultimately fund or allow us to do, all right? And so here's a couple of those things. Is this, uh, that we will impact families and individuals in this one, two, and three-mile radius. And we mentioned in our catalog that we want to offer resources for families and for kiddos. Again, being one-third kids here on a Sunday morning, the majority of the time with our attendance. We want to offer resources to families. Guess what? We want to be generous with those. Like, we don't want to make you buy a book. We want to give you a book, right? We want to be generous people. But also, here's the other part, as we just read in Proverbs. It allows us to refresh others. When we go out into the community, what does it allow us to do? It allows us to refresh those people. What did our trunk or treat do? Man, we were generous, weren't we? And what did we do? We were able to refresh folks from around our community. You see? In our generosity, we grow in our refreshment. But here's the other thing in verse 11. It says, And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. They will thank God. In other words, in our generosity, they are able to see the Lord working. Now we have other visions and plans, right? Our vision is to make our city better because we're in it. Like, that's a big vision statement from New City as a whole, but also for our campus. We'll also make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. But also, we want to wreck the percentage of lostness here on the hill and in Southeast KCK and even in Roland Park and in Merriam and in Mission, right? Like, we want to reach into where we feel like God has placed us and called us to make a huge impact. Now, here's the other thing. Many of you came to City Walk last week, right? Our introduction to our church. And one of the very first things we say is that we are a disciple-making, church-planting church, right? And so in our generosity, our hope and desire is that we can plant more churches. Three, five, ten years. That we are planting more churches. Imagine for a moment if we were able to send a group of individuals out to another part of our city and they were fully funded in a way that they could impact another part of our community. But it only happens when we're generous, right? And we're generous with the things that God has given us. We also desire to teach and impact families and kids. Like, these are our goals, right? Things we want to accomplish that only happen in our generosity and when people are committing to the cause. Now, we have percentage giver, we have consistent giver, we have our first-time giver, but then there's another word that we see in Scripture that describes people who are generous, people who are givers, and it's tither, right? Tither. Maybe you've heard that if you've been around the church before, but here's the thing. The interesting thing, if you will, about tithing is tithing actually started as a non-religious thing. Kings would ask and require of their people in their kingdom to bring a tithe or 10% of what they owned to their castle or to their, their house, if you will, right? And they were required to bring it in a way that would declare allegiance to the king. Now, how appropriate is that? 
right, that we would bring a tithe to our heavenly king, King Jesus. And we are declaring our allegiance to him, and we are stating and saying, Lord, you are Lord over my finances, and I'm returning this then to you. So when we look at tithing, it's a biblical idea of returning something back to God. Now, all through the Old Testament, we see that men and women and families started to turn this from, I'm not going to bring it to my earthly king, but I'm going to bring it to the temple and give it to my heavenly king. And they stayed with that 10%, and that gift of a tenth of what they had would give back to God. So here's the thing. The Lord gave us some pretty simple math, didn't he? Like if someone declares themselves, I'm a tither, and they gave $400 last year, okay, let's say, then here's the thing. They, one of two things happened. They only made $4,000 that past year, or they're truly not a tither. Like, thank you, Lord, for quick and easy math, right? 10% of what he's given us. Now, here's the thing. People will say, well, okay, I, I hear you on the tithe, that's great, but that's an Old Testament thing. Like, that sits in the Old Testament, and we're in the New Covenant, right? We're in the New Testament. So, what does that mean? Well, Paul takes it a step further, and even Jesus himself takes it a step further, that now it's not just, hey, you're asked to do this, but it's now about your heart in the matter. Ooh, that's right, it's about our heart, because what did we just read here in 2 Corinthians? Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. You see, so in the Old Testament, it's about the law and following the law, but in the New Testament... It's a matter of your heart and your heart being generous. It's about your hand and your hand being open and being generous to those around you. So where is your heart when you give, right? So then what happens is the tithe actually becomes the benchmark, like a biblical example for us of where to start. But what has he drawn up in your heart for you to then give, to be generous? Because here's what can happen is that you'll get to this place and you'll see the Lord continue to work as you're becoming a tither and you go, you know what? I desire to maybe even give a little more, not necessarily to the church, but to the people around me and the people who might need something, right? And we say, wow, I want to give more. And so here's what happens, is that we become now an extravagant giver. We become extremely generous and we maybe perhaps again give more we take a greater step in our generosity now my wife abby and i we have an interesting perspective on this because before we were on staff or we were in ministry even right we just had regular jobs and we were folks in the pew just like you on a sunday morning right and so we were sitting in a service early in our marriage and the pastor was talking on this idea of generosity he was talking about giving and the thing that stuck out to me in that moment was he said this this is the only place that the lord says test me in this 
test me in this. And I love how the NLT says it. Malachi 3.10, it says this. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. And if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, right? Like, look at his extravagance in that and who he is, right? The Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. But then look at this next part. Try it. Put me to the test. Try it. But what typically is our heart with our finances? I'm not giving that up. I'm not going to open my hand. What does he say? No, he says, try it. Try it. Step into it. And here's the thing. I can say after 15 years of tithing and 15 years of stewarding our finances, catch that, stewarding our finances, not blowing them, right? But the Lord has never let us down. We have everything that we need. Does that mean we get everything we want? Not necessarily. But he has always been faithful in our tithing and giving back to what the Lord has given us. Now again, don't hear me wrong, because we can read that, right? Bring all the tithes in the storehouse, and there will be enough food in my temple. And if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the heavens for you, and I will pour out a blessing so great, right? We can hear that and go, man, the more I give, the more I get. No, it's not what it's about. But it's about the fact that the Lord will not be outgiven. And then in your obedience of stewardship, and tithing, he will bless your obedience. And he will allow you to grow in your generosity. Now, I tell you all that for two reasons, all right? The first one is this. So um, maybe I can help you see that this isn't just a grand gesture that I'm asking you to do as your pastor, right? Like, this is something the Lord asks of us. What? He asks us to be generous, our resources, with our life, ultimately, our whole life. He asks us to be generous with it. So how can we then submit to him? But also, I want you to understand, like I said last week, I'm not asking you to do something that I'm not already doing. Right? Like there are certain pastors that will say, I'm the pastor, I don't have to tithe. Boo. No. The Lord has called you to that as well right? As the pastor or the leader, the Lord has called you to that as well. And you should be doing it, right? But the other piece is this, that I want you to hear, is that I'm not forcing you to do this, right? Like, what did the scripture say in verse 7? You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. I want to add, or because Ray says so, Right? It's in your heart and your time with the Lord that that then is established. But here's what I am asking from you this morning. I'm inviting you in to joining this family with this spiritual discipline. And in this, joining our fellowship ultimately here at New City by saying, I'm coming alongside what you feel like the Lord is asking us to do. I want to join you in this, and I want to be a part of it, not only for this vision of 2021, but even beyond that. I want to be an extremely generous person. 
Now, as we're kind of closing up here, here's kind of some final remarks about a ladder. Okay, the band's going to be coming up as, as I'm kind of talking through this. But here's the first one. All right, when we're on or at the ladder and we're at the bottom, right, we might look up and go, wow, that's a big ladder. Now, this one's not huge, right? I can touch the top or close, but here's the thing. Like, if I'm at the bottom and I'm looking up, in other words, if I'm not yet giving and I'm like, man, you're asking me to be a tither, give up 10% of my income, or you're asking me to be an extravagant giver, there ain't no way. But what's the best way for us to climb a ladder? One step at a time, right? One step at a time. And so what I'm asking from you this morning is this, is to simply take one step. One step from where you are to maybe moving to that next step. But here's the other piece of a ladder, right? And this ladder is super sketch, like, oh my gosh, right? But Oh yeah, Sam, catch me if I come that way. But here's the other part of a ladder. Is that as we climb the ladder, our view changes. Our perspective changes. And now we have an opportunity to see things that we didn't see before. Right? That might be other people who maybe need something, need a resource, need a gift. But it allows us, again, to be extremely generous. So this morning, here's my final ask. As you begin to pray for 2021 and this offering that's coming up on the 22nd, how can you play a part in that? But then beyond that, and what is the Lord asking you to do, right? What is He asking you to do? Can we step out in that in obedience? Can we move to a place that we are becoming more generous, right? Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much. Lord, that you have given us uh, ultimately generous hearts. But Lord, I pray that in that, if we are not in a place of generosity, that our hearts will change in that. Our hearts will grow to be generous people. And Lord, in these next few minutes, may we just spend a little bit of time with you and understanding perhaps how much you desire from us. And again, may not be from compulsion or pressure, but Lord, may it be with a cheerful... Well, thanks for joining us today, and thank you for supporting New City Church's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking the link in the description, or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Have a great day.